welcome to Over the Edge Podcast with Paige Ray. I am Paige. And this is a weekly chat about pushing creative boundaries, making big moves without knowing all of the answers, and jumping off a cliff to our dreams while figuring out how to build a plane on the way down. So find your favorite chair, grab your coffee, and get ready to live the dream without losing your mind. Let's go over the edge together, friends. Over the Edge podcast. This week is a solo episode about this kind of snarkiness epidemic that we're in online. But before we do that, I want to please ask you to visit me at Pedre Creative on Instagram. I have not yet plugged my other platforms on this podcast, and I think I am supposed to be doing that. So if you want to learn how to show up, how to get more visible, how to feel good in photos, how to pose in photos, please visit my Instagram at Pedre Creative. Okay, great. Enough of that. Let's talk about the snarkiness epidemic that I think we are in online. Now, to be clear, here's what I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about people with personality. I'm not talking about people with opinions. I'm not talking about people um, who are having fun on the internet. Not at all. I am talking about a specific type of delivery where I feel like everyone has fallen into this like habit of trying to own other people with with their like stitch right I see it most often in stitches on TikTok I feel like everyone's trying to own someone else or condescend it to someone else or as my friend put it be passive aggressive and I think that really gets to the heart of what is frustrating like shout out Crystal because that was a really excellent insight that like I I couldn't quite put my finger on and I think that's exactly it it feels passive aggressive and it which feels unnecessary the pat like part of it's like people want to own someone else without actually having to do it to their face right so they stitch a tiktok they you know they put a snark reply out there and people for a long time we love it we've loved it online because we're like yes edgy attitude like i agree with this we love we tend to love it but i feel like if everyone's doing it it kind of like loses its edge and when it loses that edge when it loses that like polish of like um uh, not professionalism but like polish of like I don't know I guess edginess that people are drawn to or of excitement when it loses that kind of luster you kind of see it for what it is which is like oh you're just being you're just being condescending and passive aggressive on the internet and it's not it's not interesting anymore at least not to me I could be wrong I I look I want to hear the opinions I want to hear all of the opinions I want to hear what, you, what people think I want to uh, see all of the personality that is bursting out in the internet like I love that you can get online and use social media as like an art project as a sketchbook as um as sketch comedy as a million different things I think that is so cool I think there are so many cool things that you can do online with your internet presence I would love to challenge the internet to not being snarky for a week like I'm not saying don't say what you have to say like say what you have to say for sure But when you do it, what if you did it as if you were in conversation in the moment in person with somebody else? Would you be as snarky? Would you would you be as condescending? Would you be as passive aggressive? I just very wholeheartedly doubt it. I don't think we're all I just don't think we're all like that kind of communicator. I think we are mostly compassionate communicators or even if we're passionate communicators, I don't think it becomes snark all the time. Like I think it becomes a different way of talking and being. And 
Yes, I see this mostly in TikToks and Stitches. I see this a lot in marketing misfires, um, which will, of course, take place in emails and Instagrams. So it's in marketing misfires. It's on. It's in social media comment com content. I have yet to really see it like bleed out into real life, which is what a relief. Like I do think we are often different people online than we are in real life, and I don't necessarily think that is like a bad thing or like a bad indicator about us as people. I just think it's natural to. Um, create a specific version of yourself that shows up online let's talk about that for a second first i'd like to read a little excerpt from a book called dopamine nation by Anne lembecki lemke md in it she says she writes the psychoanalyst david nope already wrong the psychoanalyst donald winnicott introduced the concept of the false self in the 1960s according to winnicott the false self is a self-constructed persona in defense against intolerable external demands and stressors. Winnicott postulated that the creation of the false self can lead to feelings of profound emptiness, that there's no there, there. Social media has contributed to the problem of the false self by making it far easier for us and even encouraging us to curate narratives of our lives that are far from reality. Okay, there's more that I want to go into there, but I think that that is a really a really interesting concept to keep in mind as we think about the false self as it relates to how we show up online, right? Because this is what I hear all of the time. Be authentic. Be authentic. Be yourself. But I'm not really sure that that's possible and I don't I also don't think that it's a bad thing that it's not possible because Showing up as your most vulnerable self. Let's say we always talk about a highlight reel on social media, but let's say you really did show up with all of the times, the good times, the medium times, the neutral times, and the bad times. You're showing up not to a single person who can respond to you, but you are showing up to an entire audience and you're hoping somebody from that audience, I don't know, reaches out maybe or connects in a specific way or is helped but there's no guarantee there it you're in a vulnerable state and then you're making yourself more vulnerable which might not be very helpful so i think that this idea of the false self is something we create online as a way to one protect ourselves as we should and maybe even project our best self maybe that's for other people or maybe that's because we want to see a version of our best self and that's okay but I think that a lot of times our best self or that version of ourselves online starts to dip into these places that become snarky and condescending and passive aggressive. And does that really serve the point of what we're doing here on social media? Because I, I want to be extra clear here. Like I don't, I don't hold that social media is like a, a, a net bad. I think it's ultimately like a net neutral that can lean toward net good if we use it the best way possible. And that's why I'm always trying to keep in mind like this is an art project. This is a sharing exercise. This is a connection tool. But Anne Lemke, MD, has some further thoughts. So let's hear what she has to say. She goes on to say that the solution to the false self or that feeling of like, am I one person here? Am I another person here? She says... When, when our lived experience diverges from our projected image or really the false self, we are prone to feel detached and unreal, as fake as the false images we've created. But the antidote to the false self is the authentic self. 
And I think that's a really interesting point. Uh, but I also don't think that necessarily the people that we're projecting ourselves to be online, I don't necessarily call that false. I call it specific. I call it selective. Uh, and, it's, and it can often be very authentic. I just wouldn't call it whole. I wouldn't call it the full picture of who a person is, which is why when I see people snark online, I don't hate them and I'm not really mad at them for it. Like, how can you really be mad for something so small, such a small snippet of somebody's entire life? But what good is it really doing? Is it keeping us from very real conversations? And this comes back to, again, my point about, like, I think this might be hindering our art, or maybe more specifically, I'm saying it's hindering our ability to uh, have conversations online that are really beneficial. Um, then again, you know, if snark is your personality, I'm, I'm not going to say stop doing it. But as a tactic, as an attention-getting machine, um, as something to own somebody else, I just don't think it's working anymore. Maybe we could try something else. I'm not saying don't say it. I'm saying let's try something else. It's as simple as that. And I know this feeds into a bigger conversation about who are we online? Who are we in real life? I like feeling like I can go look at my profiles and have a comprehensive and deep record of not just the work that I've made over the years, but the context around that work. Like who I am as an artist as an, and a person starts to emerge when I read through my captions and when I look through everything that's like I can go back through and see saved on my profiles. I enjoy seeing whatever version of myself is online. I enjoy seeing that person shift over time and change over time and it's not just like looks change though looks change but attitudes change um you know how I see the world changes the type of work that I make changes and I think that's like a really special thing so the reason I'm pointing that out is because this whole podcast isn't isn't to say that we should like give up being online and throw in the towel and it's also not to say that we've got to find a way to be our best selves online because I don't really think that's fair or really even fully authentic either. But more so to say, how are we showing up in conversation if we can treat social media as a conversation, as another form of communicating? Because for a lot of people, it is. For a lot of people, being online is their lifeline and communicating online is something that they hold very dear and is their main tool for communication. And I think that's a neat thing. And maybe we can learn from them because a lot of people who, who use social media as a communication tool do it very, very well. So I guess today I'm asking you to think a little bit deeper about what are we sharing in the world and how are we sharing it? And is there anything that we're doing in our own message that's getting in the way of a true deep connection, which I know is available to us in online spaces? I do believe that. All right. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for joining me here today on Over the Edge podcast. Come back next week. And of course, like, subscribe, give me five stars. I would love that. Um, help a girl out because I am new to this podcasting thing and I could really use the support. Thank you guys so much for being here and I'll talk to you next week.